Attorneys Group Studio. This is Taking Care of Business. Good day. This is George Pate. Taking care of business. We are in the first full week of October. Uh, the weather wonderful. Oh, it's, I was just going to say it's been borderline cold this week. I think this past Monday it was. I don't think it got above sixty. I think the same on Tuesday. It's been uh, it's been wonderful. It won't last. I mean, I, I think uh, what was it Thursday? It's supposed to be back in the eighties or something like that. Yeah, but it's supposed to be in the sixties again this weekend. Or yeah. And, I, I feel like we're in this. I don't know if you've seen the the graphic of uh, or the chart that shows what fall is like during the in the South, where we have, you know, summer where it's 800 degrees, and then we go into what we call fake fall, which is what we're in right now, where it's yeah, because we could be at Christmas and be in the 80s again. Yeah, I mean, we, but we're in fake fall where where it gets chilly for a week, maybe two, and then it goes right back it, up. It taunts you. It does. Yes, it does. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's it's been uh, it's been nice. It's been nice to actually be cold when I walk outside rather than sweating as soon as I do. Um, but anyway, anything to discuss before we get rolling? Did you see where Madame Pelosi uh, made a prediction um, on one of the talk shows? I saw the, I saw the headline, but I I, I didn't get a chance oh, to read she's it. Predicted that the how the um, the Democrats will keep control of the House and the Senate. Hmm. That's an interesting prediction. Uh, that's bold, bold leak. Yeah, and uh, I mean... <laughs> that was close. Good save. Without um, a censor here. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I guess she has to, though. I mean, if you're going to... Yeah, she can't just come out and say, yeah, I think we're going to lose. And, and I mean... I bet she's practicing Italian at home. <laughs> well, and, and with what what we've seen from the latest polls... I don't know that that might not happen with how dumb people are, but I just, yeah, I just, mm. I, I don't think it will, but it's just, it's really, it's just really interesting how the projections have changed even over the last two months. I mean, just the last 60 days, things have changed so much with what the projections are. And again, I always take the projections with a grain of salt because they're, they're just, yeah, that. I mean, they're, they're a projection. Look at when Trump won the election, Hillary Clinton was supposed to kill him. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a projection. That's all. And so I, I kind of keep an eye on I it. I wonder just, though, if people have gotten by, um, uh, approval rating has gone up fairly precipitously, and I wonder if that's because people have gotten used to him not being there mentally, and so because he's a likable fellow, he's just lousy president. Yeah, well, I, he's just not mentally fit to be president. Yeah, that's, but I mean, that, but that's, 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 not, yeah. that's but I mean, I wonder if people are going. Well, that's just well, the way it's it not is. really his fault and that kind of thing, and that's why they're changing their opinion of him. Yeah, the last time I saw his his approval rating was I think thirty nine percent. Oh, it's in the forties, high forties now. Mm, they dropped back. Oh, did it good. Mm-hmm. And his disapproval rating is like fifty four percent or something. Well, like Well, it was that. like yeah. it, you know they were making there was an article this morning about um, you know he was at a um, rally I think in Indian, Indiana and kept asking where a dead congresswoman was one got killed in a wreck a couple of months ago mm. and he kept saying where's on the mic where's jackie where's jackie Ugh. and the white house is saying instead of saying yeah he made a mistake the white house is saying well he was gonna meet with her family so she was on his mind he didn't he knew she was had passed away and it's like oh man they're certainly getting creative but um Anyway, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, My name is George Pate. I'm a financial advisor with the Journeys Group. My name is Tommy Pate. I'm a certified financial planner with the Journeys Group. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm in Aden, North Carolina. Our phone number is 252-746-6785. Again, that's 252 
746-6785, or you can find us on the web at www.thejourneysgroup.com. Again, www.thejourneysgroup.com. Our website has a variety of financial articles that we are regularly rotating on it. It has our contact information as well as our physical location. It has links to our social media, to our Facebook page, our YouTube channel, and our Instagram. Um, it has a place if you want to request an appointment or just have a question for us. There's a little form you fill out with your information, like your email and phone number and name, and we'll get in touch with you. Uh, it has the podcast, Taking Care of Business, linked to it. There's a launch page there that takes you to like 19 different platforms. Where So pretty much wherever you listen to, to podcasts, you can find it. And... Last but not least, upcoming events. I don't think there's anything up there right now. The next big event we have is our end-of-the-year client Christmas party. Um, so keep an eye out for that. And, and we'll be doing a lot more events in the upcoming years. So, And we'll be letting you know about those in plenty of time. Have I missed anything? I do not think so. You may want to mention that. Who knows what we'll be wearing in the client Christmas party since we're such fashion gurus. Yeah, we always make it a point to wear something incredibly... Tasteless. I was going to say tasteful. I can't say anything full taste there. We're talking, folks, we have spent as much as $30 on a suit for this the uh, uh, Christmas party. Which I'm not convinced wasn't a piece of tablecloth that was cut to fit like a suit, because that's about what it felt like. But anyway, we always we always it show did, It didn't wear well. It did not. <laughs> uh, we still have them. Uh, it would not surprise me. Because we me. can't find a landfill that will take them. It would not surprise me if I opened the closet and the thing had just like dissolved over or something over the last year. But anyway, it's always a good time there. So what are we talking about today? I believe we're going to discuss estate planning. And let me preface that by yes. saying sometimes uh, the the thing of estate planning sometimes is it's only for the wealthy. And uh, avoiding or reducing income taxation is a very small part of estate planning. It's the estate planning is the process by which you dictate what you want to happen after the good Lord calls you home. So it does not require a lot of money. It can be a you could be a eight to five uh, factory worker somewhere making minimum wage, and you still you could still do estate planning if you have children or a spouse that you want to you know if you want to address their needs. So it, it's not just for the wealthy. So don't don't get confused and go well. I'm, that's not a problem. I don't have estate taxes. Yeah, nobody and, has right now. Speaking. Yeah, and I also want to preface this by saying neither one of us are attorneys. We are not estate planning attorneys. What we're going to cover today is is just kind of the basics, just things to keep in mind when you are putting an estate plan together. Uh, so I, the the best advice I can give y'all is to talk to an attorney. But today we're just going to talk about some of the things that you need to think about when you go to talk to that attorney, things that you want to consider, uh, some of the tools that you can use. And, and we'll talk more about some of those tools next week as well. But again, neither one of us are attorneys. Just just, yeah, if, just if we tell you something, your attorney says we're wrong. Believe the attorney. Yes. Uh, so to start off with, what is an estate? It's, it's everything you own. It's your stuff, uh, your money, your assets, your home, your car at the time of your death. When you decide, we've already talked about this, when you're deciding, planning in advance, who's going to get that stuff in advance and in writing, that's estate planning. It's not this big, fancy, elaborate, wealthy tool. It's just who, how and who you want your stuff to go to. That's It's as simple as that. So I've got a, a checklist that, I've, that I, I printed off when I was getting ready for this that kind of runs down 
just the basics, things that you need to do just to start, because a lot of people look at this process and again, they hear the term estate planning and they, they don't really know where to start because they think, well, I don't, I don't have enough stuff to worry about estate planning. So if I can add one more caveat yeah. to, uh, in today's world, we've got, uh, an awful lot of combined merged families, combined families. And when you have, uh, children from two separate marriages, uh, estate plan is even more critical, uh, because the, their biological parent may want to, uh, his or her estate to go to his or her children and the same for the other, his or her as well. Yep. So if, if you've got kind of a merged household, it's, it's even more important to look at it. Yes, very much so. Uh, even if you don't have a mixed household, still important. Mm-hmm. There was a study that was done in 2020 that was talking about the, that surveyed people on the importance of estate planning and if they had, if they had estate planning documents, 32% of people surveyed had estate planning documents. And of the remaining uh, 68%, 59% of those people felt it was important to have a will or a living trust, but had not followed through on getting it done. Folks, I get it. It is not a pleasant thing to do. It's not pleasant to talk about. You're talking about what's going to happen after you die. But what's more unpleasant? Not ta- having to talk about this stuff right now and, and not taking care of it or leaving your family to pick up the mess after you're gone. Because I can promise you that when the time comes that this becomes an issue, it is not going to be your problem because you're dead and gone. So it doesn't affect you. It affects those you leave behind. So, Well, the other thing to think about, too, is when you're talking about estate planning, again, it's it's not just when I die. That's that's the majority it's of it. Part, yeah, it's a big part. But the of way it. you set things up could assist you while you're alive in terms of your long-term care planning, mm-hmm. your social security planning, things such as that. So it, it's it, if it helps you, you can be a little selfish with it too. Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because the first thing we're going to talk about is is some of the documents that you that are common in estate planning. Now keep in mind that. Not all of these will apply to every situation there. We've talked pretty recently, I think in the last few months about the four essential legal documents. And we're going to talk briefly about those here. There's also some other ones we're going to mention. So uh, the first thing on this list, guardianship states what you want to have happen and who you want to care for your children or any other dependent doesn't have to be a child. Anyone that you're legally responsible for and that is a dependent on that is dependent on you. So it it decides it decides. What's going to happen to them and who's going to take care of them after your death or if you're no longer able to take care of them? Like, let's say you go into a coma. That is super important. Now, and more often than not, this is in your your will. That's super important because otherwise the state decides who's going to take care of your your children or your dependents. Now, if, I don't, if you think about it, who's going to take care of you if you get indisposed? Um you can't do your business, you don't you've got dementia or something unfortunate like that. <coughs> then <coughs> excuse me. Your estate documents are gonna name who's responsible for you if something like that happens. Yeah. Um so the guardianship is super important in the will because again, otherwise the state's gonna decide who takes care of them. And I don't know anyone that would want the state to decide that. More often than not, it will be your spouse or close family member or something like that. But all it takes is one family member, one long lost aunt, cousin, uncle, whoever, twice removed, whatever, coming out of the woodworks and saying, I don't think that person is fit to take care of these children. And now you've got a court case on your hands. Now you've got a mess. Now it's got to go to court. More likely than not, that person will get custody, you know, your spouse or whoever, but it's a long drawn out battle that just doesn't need to happen. So guardianship, a will, 
that's, I mean, I would say that's bare bones estate planning is having a will that decides who gets your stuff, who's taking care of your children and how you want things to play out after you're gone. It it just that what the will does, it gives you some control beyond the grave. It, it tells the, the people left behind how you want your stuff hand settled, how you want it, who gets what. And it can be as simple or as complicated as you want it to be. It can be as simple as everything goes to my wife, everything goes to my husband, everything goes to my children. Or it can be 50% goes to my wife, the other, the remaining 50% goes to my son and daughter, but I want these specific assets to go to my son, these specific assets. So it, it can really be as customizable as you want it to be. And that's why it's so important to talk to an estate planning attorney when you're doing this, because they will, they will know how to draft up these documents to fit your goals. There's nothing, I mean, people say, well, that's expensive. I can just go to LegalZoom and do it for $25. Yeah, but you're going to get a $25 will. You can get a document from LegalZoom. But you got to fill it out yourself, and I'm pretty sure most of us don't know how to do that because we're not attorneys. Yeah, the the language here is so important. It's it, because the, the oftentimes the attorney knows what you want better than you do without it, without without you even realizing it. And what they can do is they can help you to verbalize that and to write that down in such a way so that it's legally binding, so that when that time does come, there's no arguing how stuff plays out. So that's the will. Then we have a trust. I'm only going to touch briefly on trusts because we're going to talk more about that next week. A trust is a third party agreement that gives power that that holds assets of the grantor or the in this case the deceased that are controlled by a third party who is called a trustee now typically we see this for minors or um uh mentally handicapped children things like that so there's lots of different kinds again i'm not going to go too much into this because we want we're going to talk more about that next week other documents uh, financial power of attorney, or or often just called power of attorney, and healthcare power of attorney. Let's start with power of attorney. This just I'll call it financial power of attorney to differentiate. This gives someone the power to fi- to handle your financial affairs again, and this is while you're while you're still alive. In 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 the case we're talking about here, let's say that um, I'm on my way home and, and I get into a car crash and I'm in a coma and I have my sister listed as my my financial power of attorney let's just say my sister has all the right to go in pay my bills and handle my financial affairs while I'm incapable of doing so again with power of attorney with any kind of power of attorney it can be as broad or as as narrow as you want it to be um it can power of attorney can come into effect on a certain event you know if you become incapacitated that it can trigger then it can last you know you can make it where it lasts until you die you can make it that it lasts uh, until you are no longer incapacitated again there is no one size fits all when it comes to estate planning because everyone's situation is so different but you've got a ton of options and it's super customizable because your estate is is very specific and you're going to have very specific instructions on how you want this stuff handled so again Talk to an attorney. I, I know I'm beating a dead horse about it, but I just cannot stress how important that is. Uh, and then we have what's called, I, I had never heard of this term, an advanced healthcare directive, uh, which is just a combination of a living will and a medical power. Yes, end of life, basically. Yeah. yeah, but I just, I had never heard that combined together. But it, it combines a living will and a medical power of attorney or a healthcare power of attorney. Uh, a living will 
lets you lets you specify your medical preferences. These are end of life decisions. You know, if you want to be intubated on a feeding feeding tube, stuff like that. Again, it just it, it allows you to control what happens to you in the event that you can't verbalize it. Otherwise, the doctor is going to decide that. Nothing wrong with that, but it may be it just may not be what you want. Uh, and then a medical power of attorney or a healthcare power of attorney, you'll you'll hear it a lot. Is the same thing as the financial power of attorney, but for medical decisions. So the living will outlines exactly what you want to happen. The healthcare power of attorney gives someone the the authority to make those decisions on your behalf. So the living will already has things specified. The healthcare power of attorney has the gives someone the authority to make the to make those decisions for you instead of saying this is what I want to happen. Uh, so those two things together, those are those are all really really important. To have, I mean, I think those four things, a will, a living will, power of attorney and healthcare power of attorney are pretty much the bare bones, what you need to have when we're talking about estate planning. Uh, you know, trusts sometimes come into play, but not all the time. Um, I want to go through this checklist now because it's a, I actually found this from legal zoom and it's a, it's a, <laughs> yeah, ironically enough. And it's a, it's a pretty good checklist and, and you know, the, the, Banner at the top says starting the journey. It's just oftentimes you say how you think to yourself, how do I even get started doing this? All right. First thing you do, take inventory of your of your stuff, your assets, your homes and property, vehicles, uh, appliances, electronics, furniture, art, collectibles, clothing, jewelry, bank accounts, brokerage accounts, retirement accounts, any stuff that you have. Write it down. Uh, we've talked about this before. Have a little book somewhere in, in your house where your family knows where or where somebody knows where it is that has all this stuff listed out. You know, your house, the value of it. Uh, if you have rental property, write that down. The address of that brokerage accounts, retirement accounts. And you don't have to write the values of them down because obviously those are going to change a lot. But just having I write this stuff down so that something happens to you, your family or whoever has a list of what to look for so that we're not, so that they're not just scrambling, trying to find stuff or, you know, they're not going through a chest and they find a, a piece of paper and they don't know what it is. I know you've run into that before Oh yeah, where people don't have a list and you've had to sort through 800 papers and most of the stuff wasn't even valid. Yeah. I had an uncle that, um, when he passed away, he had a, a basement in his house that really nobody was allowed in. It was kind of his domain. Um, retired school principal, you know, stable fellow. And when he <laughs> passed away, my aunt asked me to go in the basement and kind of get things cleared out. So I go in the basement, and he is a major survivalist. Nobody knew it. Guns, fishing stuff, water purification kits, and it was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you one never know. That's the only reason too. If you got any dirty little secrets, clean them up before you know. Yeah, yeah. Or 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 let somebody that you really trust know about them, so that if something happens to you, they can clean it up before. Yeah, you don't want your family to realize what a freak you were after you're dead. Yeah, I know. Uh, you had a a an uncle, I think that uh, he passed away, and and your dad had to go get something so that his mom wouldn't find it quite <laughs> yes and so it, 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 that's obviously kind of a we laugh at that but i mean seriously if there's anything like that that you want people to know about write that stuff down of course i don't think it would have been appropriate in the will to say and go get the peach brandy out of the trunk yeah of my i mean car I, I mean, I mean that, that's obviously that's an extreme kind of kind of funny situation but you know what i mean yeah um next Transfer ownership of your assets. I think that that's kind of an extreme situation. Uh, that, that doesn't. I don't think that's necessarily. Yeah, we get asked that a lot, and I, I don't. I just don't see that. 
first of all, you got to live more than five years after the transfer, but I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see the need to that. Um, my mom is at, my mom's 88. She's asked me several times, should we put, uh, our, her house and her and my sister, mine and my sister's name? And I'm like, why? The only reason to do that is to avoid estate tax. And again, the, I think right now, the, if you're, if your estate is in excess of like $11 million, that's, that triggers an estate tax. So 99.9% of the population doesn't even come close to that. So the only reason to transfer ownership would be to avoid the estate tax. And for most people, it's just not applicable. <laughs> Designate your beneficiaries. And I want to make a, a, a I want to add on to this. Check and update your beneficiaries. Uh, I know you've run into some horror stories or almost horror stories before where somebody didn't bother to check their beneficiaries after they got a divorce. They'd been married like 20 years, decided to check their beneficiaries because you told them to do so. And all the beneficiaries were the ex-spouse and they were yeah. going to get everything. Current spouse is going to get nothing. So on the things that have been that you can have a beneficiary on designate those beneficiaries write that down put whoever on it and again make sure you update it make sure you check on that stuff if you have a major life change you know divorce you get remarried something make sure you change those beneficiaries what that does that that helps the the transfer process and the probate process go along much more quickly if if there's a beneficiary listed on any sort of asset account whatever that asset, the legal term is it passes by virtue of contract, which means it goes outside of the will, goes outside of probate. All we have to do is send a death certificate to the company and the money, it goes to the beneficiary pretty much immediately. Um, so it just helps the process. Cover any outstanding debts. Uh, if you if you don't cover them, your estate, the assets in your estate will. Just something to keep in mind. Find an executor for your estate. This is super important. And, and a touchy subject oftentimes. Make sure if whoever is the executor of your estate, make sure it's somebody that you trust and make sure you tell them ahead of time. Uh, don't, don't let that be a surprise to, to them because that is a big responsibility. I mean, they are handling your entire estate after you're dead and gone and they're responsible for divvying up the assets. So make sure it's somebody that you trust. And make sure that they know about it and that they're that they're willing to take on that responsibility. Make sure that they know your wishes. Exactly. And make sure they know your wishes. Exactly. And, and have the wherewithal, not the wherewithal, but have the gumption to uh, push it through. It's just a pushback from the family. They'll push they, back on the pushback, so to speak. Exactly. And, and along with getting an executor, if you have children, make sure to name a guardian. We've already talked about that. Make sure to – and for all of this stuff, make sure you have a primary and a secondary and and we've talked about this a lot with guardians, um, and this is going to hurt a lot of feelings. Don't name a grandparent as a guardian, one of your parents as a guardian, because more likely than not, they will not serve. They will not outlive the children. I mean, God forbid something like that happen. But you want somebody that is is young enough that the children will hit eighteen, and that person will still be alive, and then they can you know, go out and, and take care of themselves at that point. And don't be afraid to hurt some feelings with this. There's a lot of, we, I mean, with, with family dynamics, it's always difficult. Somebody's always going to get their feelings hurt because they weren't chosen. But at the end of the day, this is about your wishes, your estate, your family, your children. So don't be afraid to hurt some feelings if it means your children will get the best care. So, there's a lot. It sounds like there's a lot going on here, but there's just kind of a few basic steps you take 
just to get the process started or to even have a bare bones estate plan. Uh, but again, the most important piece of advice I can give you all is to go talk to an estate planning attorney. There's several in Greenville and they, and, and make sure they are an estate planning attorney. Nothing wrong with an attorney that does estate planning, but you want somebody that, that that's the only thing that they do because that's what they specialize in. Uh, if you have general questions, uh, give us a call 252-746-6785. Again, 252-746-6785. Again, neither one of us are attorneys. I, I want to, I really want to stress that we, we've had a we've had a couple instances in the past where people came to our office because they thought we were attorneys. We are not attorneys. Uh, we know enough about estate planning. We don't even play one on TV. No, not and I, I don't even pretend to be one. Uh, but we know enough about estate planning to give you some very general recommendations to tell you maybe what we think you ought to consider or what you need. But again. Nothing beats an estate planning attorney's opinion. If we tell it's it's like with taxes. If I tell you one thing and the CPA tells you another, believe the CPA. If I say I think you need this kind of trust and the attorney says, No, you really don't, believe the attorney. Because I again, I'm not an attorney. Never pretended to be one, never taken classes on it, nothing like that. But I hope this has just given y'all some insight. If you haven't already considered this stuff, start thinking about it because you never know what's going to happen. I mean, you could walk out of work today and get hit by a car and your family could be in trouble if you haven't considered this. I know it's not fun. These are hard conversations to have. Nobody likes to talk about you or your spouse dying. But again, when you pass away, your family is the one left to pick up the pieces. So having this estate plan puts the pieces in a nice little pile and a nice little stack rather than scattered all over the floor. I think that's probably the best way because when, when something happens to you, your family's already dealing with the grief of losing you. Now they've got to figure out this mess. So if you're not going to do it for, for yourself, at least do it for them. Again, if you got questions, 252-746-6785. Well, I hear, my, hear the music in my ear, so I guess we better head on. I appreciate you all letting us spend some time with you today. Hope you have a great rest of your week. We look forward to visiting with you next week. This is George Pate. And this is Tommy Pate, taking care of business. The proceeding has been a paid program. The advice and opinions expressed by the Journeys Group and their guests are their own and may not reflect the opinions and advice of WTIB or Interbanks Media. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although should not be relied as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Fixed annuities are insurance products. Fixed annuities, rates, returns, and guarantees are subject to the claim paying ability to the underlying insurance company. Please see a statement of understanding and prospectus for a full detail on products discussed. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation and as such is not intended to be a direct recommendation. Before acting on any information mentioned, you should seek the advice from a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine whether it is suitable for your specific situation. Investment advising services are offered through the Journeys Group, an SEC-registered investment advisor.